Hey, everybody, and welcome back to an all-new Third Nerd podcast. This week, it is just Adam and I, no guest, uh, but there's a substantial amount of stuff to talk about. Um, and we've got a list of stuff we want to get to, but before that, let's do some introductions. Adam, how is Australia this fine day? Cold. It's cold, cold there. Really? Yeah. Yeah, we're, it's, we've headed into autumn now, so the weather is up and down. But it's, um, I want to say, let's have a quick look at the weather. I'm still in bed. I haven't left the house yet. My wife's out walking it's, the dog. It's insane to me that you guys are headed into autumn and it's March. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, it's, how it's does steady. That, so how does that Go. work then? When the hell is Christmas for you guys? Christmas is in December like it is for you guys, but it's summer. <laughs> right. Okay. But if it's autumn there, yeah, that's what I was getting at. So it's in the summer for you. It's in our summer for you guys. <coughs> yeah. That's crazy. So, yeah. All right. No, Josh, what Adam's saying is de- December is in the summertime in Australia. Right. Right, that's what I was saying. I just said it wrong. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I realized after I said it that it sounded a bit confusing. So thank you, Scott. Somebody had to clear that up. Um, what I'm today, today in basic geography and time. Uh, so one of the things that I want to get to is we have Marvel announced coming up this summer. Uh, they're they're going to be doing a major event that's going to take place after the War of the Realms, which starts Tuesday, uh, and that will involve um, Malekith coming to Earth uh, to take over. Um, and everyone obviously would know Malekith uh, from Thor: The Dark World, um, and it's going to lead to uh, Apparently into an absolute carnage event where anyone who has ever worn the symbiote of any kind will be affected. Um, Adam, it's been a while since they've done a carnage event. Uh, right. First off, let me let me let me get your thoughts on symbiotes. Like, where do you come down on them? Because some people worship them. Other people can pass on them. Okay, so my, my personal take on it is I'm a little bit sort of mixed feelings. So so obviously the symbiote, Spider-Man, original sort of, you know, uh, the uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? Um, the origin of it. I was around for that much like yourself as a kid, whatever, and, you know, that was cool. You know what I mean? Got it. Very cool. But – as time's gone by, it seems like everyone from, uh, I'm, and I'm throwing names in a hat here, Captain America and Deadpool and uh, who else is there? Um, the Hulk? Is, that, is the Hulk yeah. at it as well at one point? Yeah, like it seems like it's been, to me, a bit of an overused trope uh, for Marvel to fall back on. Uh, so, you know, from that perspective, like, this is big news, obviously, in the comic world, but to me, it doesn't really move the needle. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't resonate with you, like. Uh, it doesn't really like. It's not something that I'm like. I fully, you know, I'm like, oh wow. Um, but at the same time, I get it. You know what I mean? Um, I know f- just from being a, a Funko Pop collector that those uh, 
like the venomized uh, versions of their of their toys are um, are super popular. And to me, once again, that's not something I'm into. But you know, I, I get it. Um, Says the man who's talking to his friend to procure a ten-inch Thanos. <laughs> that's but I just got a text message from her saying that uh, she's uh, pro- the order has been processed and it's a click and collect order for the 10 inch Thanos so boom yes now it is mine ah see I am still trying to track down the Thanos and I'll probably end up getting it but there's there's one that I want and it's uh, Thor plunging Stormbreaker straight into Thanos's chest. Oh, yeah. uh, it's like that, that two two piece set. Yep. Yeah, I need to get my hands on that, and I don't understand why I have such an obsession with Funko Pops because I've got a box, actually three boxes that I'm looking at that are packed in my closet that have Funko Pops just sitting in them, like they're not displayed. They're not. Uh, they I've I've not logged them in some great collection. Actually, I did once upon a time, but I don't know what the hell happened when, when Pop Playground switched over to Covet Lee. I believe I lost my list, but yeah, I've got this huge collection of figures that I don't know. Getting back to the carnage, though. See, mm. I I agree with you that it's been an overused trope. But I do believe that there have been storylines that I think have been really good. Now, I know some people weren't really big on the Kane Carnage, Minimum Carnage event. I actually really liked it. I thought it was interesting. Um, I, I personally really enjoy the Scarlet Spider. I know people hate him or have controversial opinions about him. I enjoy him. Um, so I'm I'm really looking forward to Absolute Carnage event. But... Uh, but I kind of feel bad for comic collectors because I was looking at the list of this thing and there are going to be 25 different comics that, right. that, that, that intersect in this event. 25. Yeah. And that's, and that's just the list we know about. Yeah. I'm literally looking at it now. Yeah. Um, and I just noticed that they've got the guardians in that mix as well. So, and there's a picture of rocket. And it looks like he's got the symbiote on him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep, Rocket's got the symbiote on him. Uh, and the cool thing about that that new Guardians is actually they've got uh, Frank Castle, who's involved in the Guardians as Cosmic Ghost Rider. But okay. <clears throat> they're supposed to be, and I'm hella looking forward to this because I have no idea what they're going to do with it. But the premise, it's called Savage Avengers. Dude, it's, I- it's funny you should just as soon as you said Frank Castle, I was and I'm sorry to cut you off. As soon as you said Frank Castle, I literally just started thinking about the Savage Avengers because I just pre-ordered it uh, issue one yesterday. So that is coincidence and continue. Yeah, I, I was just about to ask. Like you've looked into Savage Avengers, it's got Venom, it's Electra, yeah. it's Frank Castle, and uh, who 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 else is it? I know there's one more. Uh, who am I missing? I don't, huh? Who? You said? Did you say Conan? 
Oh no, I didn't say Conan. That's that's a huge one. Yes, yes. Conan the Barbarian is actually returning to the main stage uh and will be a part of this Savage Avengers crew. Now, I don't know if this is going to be somewhat like the Thunderbolts um or if this is just going to be sort of a Weapon X style thing, but I'm yep. really about a team that has Frank Castle on it that's called the Savage Avengers. Oh, yeah, did you say Wolverine as well? No, I didn't say Wolverine. That's who the fourth one was that I was trying to remember. So it's Electra, uh, Venom, Wolverine, Conan, and Frank Castle are the five that are right now considered the Savage Avengers. Brother Voodoo is the other one as well. Yes, yes, Brother Voodoo as well. Yeah, man, I, I think that that's probably the thing that I am looking forward to most in this yep. series is the Savage Avengers. Yep. It uh, it that's that has a point of difference, you know what I mean? Like I that like from a personal perspective, like I've never been a fan of the Conan comic books, never even read one. But put him in that mix with those characters who I have an affinity with, not as much Brother Voodoo, but but the other ones, and I'm just like, yeah, bring it on. See, I like Brother Voodoo. I I've I've also never really read Conan, but. I know they're going to make a major push with him because I think he's going to appear in the movies. I'm not sure, but the big rumor right now is that um, the Eternals is going to introduce Hercules uh, as a main character in the MCU. Uh, And if the rumors are true, Hercules will be the first openly gay character in the MCU. No way, really. That's that's the rumor per Jeremy Conrad of MCU Cosmic. Oh, wow. Shout out to Jeremy. I, I must have missed that, that news from him. That's interesting. And he's always got his finger on the pulse. So, you know, we'll see yeah. what happens. So, all right. Um, let's move it on a bit here and discuss what? What do you want to go to next? Let's talk about the runtime for Endgame. Okay. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. How are you going to hold your bladder for three hours and a bit? Um, that, that's actually a really good question. And the answer to that is oxybutynin. <laughs> okay. Can you elaborate on what? Yes. Okay. So I have, I am on a medication called oxybutynin because I pee like every five seconds. Okay. Um, oxybutynin basically is um a don't piss pill for to 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 put it it's a don't piss pill um so <laughs> i'm going to load up on those before we go in and that will be uh that will be that um, well <laughs> i wasn't anticipating you to actually have a solution to this problem when i asked that question <laughs> You know, and that's you, you, this is why you should never doubt me because I have solutions to these mini problems. When I saw the runtime for Endgame, I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to be taking some pills that day. I, cause I normally don't mind a bathroom run. I really don't, but I'm not going to do it on Endgame. I'm just not. I, I don't think I'm going to consume any liquids for 24 hours prior. <laughs> I don't think it's going to matter for me. Like I somehow feel like even if I don't consume liquids, 
I'm still going to find a way to have to pee. Like mm. it ju- it's just for some weird reason, my body just has to pee all the time. And I hate it. I hate it. Yeah. I feel you. I think that's also part of getting older too. <laughs> it is man. You, it was funny because I was, reading a tweet by my other podcast partner on my American citizens podcast. And, uh, the blue Jays started a pitcher today. Who's the youngest pitcher that's ever pitched for the blue Jays. Uh, but he also happens to be the only major leaguer born post two thousands. Wow. Yeah. If you, if you, it, And Gray said a watershed moment for me that I realized I was getting old was when college kids today had no idea really about nine 11. Like they know what it is, but they weren't, they weren't around for it. They were like three at the time. And, 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 and the addition of that plus a pitcher starting at the age of, of, of what is 18, 17 born past the two thousands, dude, I, it is insane how time has flown. And I don't even feel that old. I'm only in my mid thirties, but I'm like, Holy crap. Where did the time go? Yeah. I feel you, bro. I feel you. I feel you 100%. So back to this, the runtime. Um, what is it? What's it? What are they pitching at? Three hours and how many minutes? Three hours and two minutes is basically what every place has seen. Three hours and two minutes. Does this bother you at all? No, not at all. Give give me four hours if need be. And and if if it was four hours, give us an intermission at least. Okay. If, if, if the movie is, let's say three and a half hours, what, okay, let, let's, let me put this a better way. What's your time limit to where you would insist upon an intermission? How long would the movie have to be for you to say, okay, I need an intermission. Cause I still feel like I could go at three 30. I would be fine at three 30. Anything beyond that. I feel like I would need an intermission. Well, the last long film that I can remember having a, having an intermission and it was done well. And it also fit the vibe of the film was hateful eight. And that that came in at three hours and seven minutes. And I I saw that at the cinema. See the last, Um, the last film I saw that had, it was Titanic or Das boot. Right. Oh, that's a long time ago. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't make a habit of watching four hour epic movies that don't interest me either. So I'm not a Tarantino guy. Oh, really? I'm not. I can't believe we haven't had this discussion. I don't oh, like Quentin Tarantino films. That's that's a that's a podcast topic for another time. Let's it is. Um, I'm upset now. I'm, I'm, I'm as the kids say, Josh. I am triggered. You are triggered. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny, man. I tell people that there are three things in life that I just don't care for. I don't yeah. care for the Beatles. I don't care for the Doors. And I don't care for Quentin Tarantino. Those are my three things. I'll not trash them. The Beatles I'll trash. But I'll not trash Tarantino because I understand that his movies appeal to a very wide base. And I'm not saying that I've hated every single one of his films. But as a general rule, I find his stuff either pointlessly violent for the sake of violence Mm -hmm. or really avant-garde 
in a way that doesn't resonate with me. I understand the appeal of it, but it doesn't necessarily resonate with me. He's just been one of those guys. I don't hate him. I think he's a brilliant filmmaker, and I think he has his place in cinematic history. He's just not for me. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, I, I can see how, some, how his films wouldn't be for everyone. It's interesting that two of those three on your list are both Californian products as well, like yourself. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I think probably my favorite Tarantino film, if I had to pick one, is going to be probably Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, it's it's great. It, it's a classic, and, and you know, there's a line that always sticks with, why do I have to be Mr. Pink? <laughs> I, I won't repeat the rest of it because, well, we don't need to, and people who've seen the movie know what the line is, but... I always I always thought the timing of that sequence when Buscemi asks, why do I have to be Mr. Pink? I, that just always stood out to me. It's timing. That's what the guy has. Tarantino has timing. Mm. There's a yeah. pace and a timing to his films. Yeah. And, you know, and uh, he, he, uh, there's a lot to his films. Like if you're if you're a fan of movies as a, as a, as an art form and, and you know, like he is, then you get a lot out of them. You know what I mean? He, I love how he has a style, but it translates to all different settings that he puts his films in. And all those films are an ode to the films that he grew up enjoying spaghetti Westerns, Kung Fu films, um, crime sort of noir sort of films mm-hmm. you know and uh I, I stylistically i think his, his movies are amazing but anyway that's a topic for another time um so just wrapping up run run time uh do you do you no, want to touch on some of these uh rumors about endgame as well because we've had some confirmations due to toy leaks yeah but I, I am weary of discussing this on the podcast because I know that there are people who have literally paid attention to nothing about this film so that they can walk in and just take it in. And I think Disney is is being masterful at redirecting. Um, they promised that they really weren't going to show a whole hell of a lot of footage in their trailers and i wondered how they were going to do that i wondered logistically how are you going to have a trailer but not actually show anything and then the russo showed me how it was done Mm -hmm. and i'm just hoping that all the secrecy on this film means that it will not end up being like kingdom of the crystal skull which was shrouded in secrecy. And then when it came out and you found out the plot of it, you're like, are you kidding me? (laughs) But, but the basic plot of this movie appears to be the Avengers are going to get their hand on some form of the infinity gauntlet and game on. Right. Who do you think? I know we've discussed this, but, Knowing what you know about the film now, who do you think kicks the bucket at the end? I don't know, man. 
like like okay because we have confirmation that someone dies one of the producers accidentally let it slip Mm. it's it's uh, it cat maybe cat i don't know man like it's hard to say like do you think it's definitively just going to be one person i do think it's going to be one person i do I think that they're going to make a sacrifice, but I don't think that there's going to be multiple sacrifices the way that we've, I, I, I know they're setting up the, the future of the Avengers to be a lot more diverse, a lot more open, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But here's the thing. We know Spider-Man survives. We know Black Widow survives. We know Bucky survives because all of these people have projects. Mm. Yep. I mean, Scarlet, Scarlet, uh, or uh, Johansson is going to be starring in a Black Widow movie. Granted, yep. it's going to be set back in time, I think. But still, yep. why would you put her out in her own film if she died in another one? You know, it does it, it. It doesn't make sense to invest the kind of money that they would invest in a film for a character who'd already died. It's got to be Cap or Tony. It has to be. I think. I think it's going to be Cap. But, yeah. but as it gets closer and closer and closer, I'm really convinced it's going to be Cap. Mm. Yeah, it wouldn't wouldn't shock me. Like I don't think it would be Thor because I feel like they could still do another another Thor film as well. You know what I mean? Like I think Chris Hemsworth is back in. Mm. I do yeah. because he's wavered a couple of times uh, publicly, and after Taika Waititi took over. I think yep. Chris Hemsworth is like, you know what? I can do more of this. Yep. If, if you're gonna if you're gonna write Thor like this, I'm back. And and mm. and we've seen Thor grow in immense popularity. Mm. Yeah. And and also it ties in with the fact that you know the 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 whole cosmic arc of of movies that is sort of rumored to be slated for you know well not even rumored confirmed to be slated next in the MCU, so it makes sense. What do you think of Shang-Chi? Wow, that just came out of nowhere. Well, he's um, getting his own film. You you mentioned the rumored slate of films. Shang-Chi is among them. Yeah. What do I think of that? I think it's the same thing that I thought when, uh, when that news first dropped. I have two things why that... I have two thoughts on that. One... How does that character get a film before so many other more well-established characters? And two, I answer my own question here. The topic that that film is being made for one reason and one reason only to hit the Asian market and make a lot of money. That's what that's for, because that's how uh, the movie industry is, these days uh the asian market is so big that uh they need to have stories that they know will hit the mark in those markets which is weird because when you look at the asian market they thrive off of american storytelling as it were yeah they do but they're also uh, more so more so of china that it's it's also 
very targeted. What Hollywood does now is, is, is target certain films that market. And a perfect example of that is that Matt Damon film with the dragons. And I have, can't even remember what it's called. Um, the Great Wall. There you go. Yeah, yep, yep. Which you know, that, was, that was aimed at them, you, more so than the American market. It wasn't a bad flick either. I mean, it wasn't good. I haven't seen it. It's got a good cast. Like, it's Pedro, got a good cast. The, the, yeah, the, the, it. Andy Lau. Like, it's got some good, good the vibrancy there. of the keyboard or <laughs> the keyboard. The vibrancy of the colors in that film really helps make it. Uh, right. Because the many different factions wear different vibrant colors. And when they move in unison or move as one, it it's it's sort of like. Did you watch the uh, the opening of the Beijing Olympics? Yeah, I think I did. Yeah, I think I did. Um, you know how coordinated and just grand that was. Similar yep. thing. Similar thing. Okay, fair enough. I, I might I might have to check it out. I, I... I think I saw it on Netflix. I could be wrong, but um, it wasn't high on my priority list. But um, I'll watch Matt Damon in a thing. I, I didn't realize that Willem Dafoe and uh, Pedro Pascal in, are in it. So that's sort of giving me a little bit more sort of a rev up to, to watch it. Um, but, yeah, what are, what are your thoughts on, on, on the Shang-Chi film? Um, I like Shang-Chi. I think his character's interesting. He's a dude that... Uh, <coughs> He trains a lot of Marvel fighters. And in that, I am totally fine with. Um, I, I rather enjoy why, like, there was a run that he did recently that we, we talked to David Baldeon uh, with he and Domino. Right. And I thought it was brilliant. Um, I was thought it, it was absolutely brilliant. Um, was that in the, in the Domino book or in something else? No, that was the Domino book with I with Inez, the one that we um, the one that we talked to him about. Yeah, that what? series actually deviates into Shang Chi helping Domino master her luck powers. Oh, cool! I haven't gotten to that point yet. So that's what that must be like later in the run. Is that like from issue eight or nine or ten onwards, or? I want to say it's 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 probably from about there onwards. It's, I mean, the run wasn't that grand. I want to say the run was like what, like seventeen books or something. Thing like that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, it was about right there in the middle. It was one of the last things that happened before they wrapped it up. Let me go ahead and let me check real quick here, since I've got my tablet. Come on, Domino. Let's see here. 11 books. Uh, 11, 11 books, was it? Yeah. So it looks like um, at least in episode, uh, book four. Okay. Just a, <laughs> a slight uh, you, segue on that same topic. Have you read Hot Shots 1 yet? Yes, I have. Uh, I've got it right next to me. I'm yet to open it. You really need to. It's fantastic. Yeah, it I'm features just- Alpha Flight. Sort of. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's Puck, but who doesn't <coughs> love Puck? Yeah, Puck's good. Um, speaking of like training fighters, when when do you think we'll see Taskmaster enter the, M- the MCU? 
See, I'm not sure how that works out because I believe Taskmaster is a Spider-Man character. Ah, I see. I see. Well, it's funny because, like, for a character So, I don't know. I I would personally... Who would you cast as Taskmaster? That's a good question. You need someone that's physically strong. Um... Just trying to think. Do you have someone in mind? <clears throat> no, I, I see. He's got to be deadpan, almost somewhat. Think of Jim Parsons in in Big Bang Theory, but without mm-hmm. the goofiness. Like it, it needs to be played like that because Tony Masters has no memory. Basically, he functions as a guy who's, I mean, you could really call it autism to a, to a certain degree. It's not, it's, you know, it's his, it's his photo identic memory, but mm. at a, at a, at a, at a certain point there's, you could make the comparisons to autism and, and being on the autism spectrum, which, which I rather enjoy about comics, um, because I, I think that that we don't necessarily know why the writers write the way that they do unless they tell us. But a lot of times, like for Stan Lee, the X-Men stood in as as marginalized uh, Jews, etc. Um, and, and I'm not sure what Taskmaster is or is it like maybe maybe there's nothing about him that that's supposed to be on that spectrum. But I kind of feel like if you played the character, that's how I would play it. Just sort of. Automated responses, not much emotion, very um, methodical. What do you think of this as an idea? Keanu. Yeah. I mean, you could honestly, I would love to see Keanu in in the MCU in some capacity. I don't exactly know who they would cast him as, how they would cast him. But I would love to see Keanu if he can balance the John Wick universe and the Marvel universe. Mm. Cause well, I, I am, I am so ready for John Wick three. Oh, tell me about it. Tell me about it. Um, I think, I think he sort of uh, made sort of motions that he would like to be in the MCU as well. I think I saw something somewhere. Uh, you know, I, I would look it up, but <laughs> we won't go there. Uh, yeah, we won't go there. Um, but moving right along, um, let's talk about the character posters that came out earlier this week, uh, last week. Twenty-five of them. Thirty-two. Thirty-two. Excuse me. Yeah. Thirty-two. Um, uh, how many do you plan to get your hands on? Uh, I don't. I don't collect posters, so uh, I, it's not something that I, I, I sort of need. You know what I mean in my life because I've I've had posters and stuff in the past, but I don't hang them up and they just sit there gathering dust. So I don't. I've got enough stuff that gathers dust. <laughs> See, I um, I have posters. I frame them, different Marvel ones, and set them around the house. Yeah. So. What I've done is I've actually collected the IMAX posters from every MCU film that has distributed them. And I've been slowly getting frames and hanging them in, in, in order. 
Nice. Around my house uh, that the movies came out in. Um, okay. I, 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 I understand that the posters don't have the same because they take up so much space and you only have so much space to put up shit. I can't imagine where you'd find space to put up 32. Um, but there will be people among us who collect all 32. Personally, I still want to get my hands on the Empire double issue. Oh, yeah. Nice. Now, while we're on these posters, they revealed a couple of things. Tell me. Talk to me, because I haven't heard this. Ah, well. This is news. You know how there are uh, ones that are like the characters that have blackened out are the ones that turned into dust, obviously, in Infinity War. Mm. And Shuri, I think, was yes. is this where this is headed? Yes, this is one thing I'm going to say. Shuri, yes, it was revealed that she's, well, apparently we, we were led to believe missing, but I guess now she got, uh, she got thanos so to speak. So... When, when Endgame opens, is Mbaku, is Mbaku the, because he's not going to be the Black Panther. That's, 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 that's not sticking with comic lore. He would likely, I don't know if he would be the white gorilla. I don't know if Marvel is going to embrace <sighs> that label. Like, I wish they would. Like, there's nothing the- inherently wrong with it, I don't think. Like it's, but I'm 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 also I'm also I I can't speak to it because I'm not a black individual who has mm. heard that term used derogatorily towards me countless times in my life. So so I I need to put that out there. I me yeah. saying it's fine doesn't amount to shit. Uh, <laughs> it's That's just an opinion, but but. Yeah. I I liked the way that they embraced it in Black Panther 1. You mm-hmm. you got the sense that T'Challa represented the Panther tribe and Mbaku was was the, you know the great, they they called him the great gorilla god Mbaku. So yep. if you're going to go that far to call him the great gorilla god, why not make him the black gorilla or or, or the white gorilla, you know like Give him the powers. Winston Duke has earned it. Yeah, 100%. Give me more Winston Duke, please. Yeah, he's, he's fantastic in that role. And I love the way that they've changed him into a character that is more concerned about the geopolitics of the region than with... What's the word I'm looking for here? Just... Uh, a guy that wants to run, run shit, take it over, you know, like you, you get the sense that this is a man who is about his people. He's concerned for his people. And the reason that they've separated is because they don't feel like what, what the, 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 the Wakandans are doing suits them. So it will be interesting to see if Winston Duke is, is, the black Panther or the white gorilla at the start of Endgame, and how that then later impacts the relationship between he and T'Challa, because at some point that has to sever. Yeah, that's true. 
That's true. I mean, you would think. Based mm, on the comics, he, he's been a pretty big adversary outside of Killmonger, and mm. they killed Killmonger, so... so yeah. Think. But, no, I I, uh, I really wish they would embrace it. I wish they'd do something with it. Um, I, I want to see more of Winston Duke in a starring and, and, and powerful role. Um, <clears throat> Chadwick Boseman's got all the time in the world to, to establish his dominance, uh, okay. as, as a central figure in the MCU. But I would love for some of these ancillary characters to receive that same pop. Because without them, you know, <clears throat> I don't know if you ever watched the documentary Necessary Evil. Uh, uh, it doesn't it's, it, it's a documentary about the DC villains. Okay. And it focuses specifically on the DC villains. And it talks about the Joker was necessary for Batman. You need to have somebody that can 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 drive the main character to grow, change, become a different person. If you don't have those collisions, then you don't have growth. Conflict is what leads to growth in movies. Um, you know, it's basic movie 101. You have conflict, you have plot resolution, you have growth. Um, so I would like to see some of these smaller characters. Cause I feel like early on in the MCU, they took some of these characters like Lee Pace, Lee Pace was wasted. I look, I need to say this. I loved Captain Marvel. I thought it was a great movie. I was pissed off that once again, Lee Pace was basically wasted. Right. Lee Pace had basically no point in being in that. Like, that's <laughs> You could have had anyone launch those warheads at Earth. I don't know. I, I just I thought when they cast him in Captain Marvel that we were going to get more of him. <clears throat> so I don't know. I, I really would like to see Marvel do a better job with these secondary characters of building them up and giving them life as the MCU continues. Who are some of the secondary characters that you've grown attached to that you'd like to see more out of? Um. That's a good question, man. I haven't really thought about it per se. Um. See, I would love to see more of Hannah John Kamen's ghost. From um, Ant-Man and Wasp. Yeah, she was good. She was Um, absolutely good. Yeah, she was really good. I haven't really... That's something I haven't really sort of... I haven't sort of focused on, man. I'd have to... I'd have to go back and watch a fair few of them, I guess, to sort of – I tell you one, I t- and, and obviously they can't because they killed him off, which pissed me off, and that was Crossbones. They, they didn't, we didn't get to flesh out that character. And and what's his name? His Frank Grillo. Yeah, Frank Grillo is amazing. And, like, I think they wasted that opportunity to keep that 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 character around. You know what I mean? Yeah, and 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 it was about what he was kind of just tossed to the wolves as a um, as a MacGuffin uh, yep. in 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 uh, Age of Ultron. He was just there to move the plot forward. Because of him, we have the Sokovia Accords. Like he was the vehicle for the Sokovia Accords, and 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 that's cool and all, but Crossbones is such a great villain for Captain America. And we only really got to see him like for a movie and a half, maybe. 
Yeah, we di- didn't really get to see him flex his full full repertoire of, of, of that character. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would say Frank Grillo's Crossbones is one that I really loved. Hannah John Kamen's Ghost. Um, I want to see more of Ned. And oh, I would... In, in, uh, <laughs> as in Spider-Man? Yes, I do want to see more of Ned. I want to see yep. Ned get a larger role. Um, because I just watched Homecoming again for the second time only yesterday, and he like the kid who plays him. I don't know what his actor's name is, but he's great. He is that character is fantastic. Yeah, he really is, man. They did such a great job with him, and I, you know, we we obviously don't know much about the Spider-Man movie, and they're not going to show the trailer until after Endgame releases because it does. Uh, they said contains spoilers, so they are holding off on showing the second trailer for home uh, or for uh, Far From Home for that reason. Um, but we see in there. I'm hoping that that's not going to be what they do with Ned. Knock him out, and then that's that. Mm. <laughs> yeah, fair point. I, I hadn't thought about that. Uh, I, is he is he featured in any of the other scenes when they're in in Italy? I, you know, I, I, it's hard to tell where they are in some of their scenes. It, it, it feels like he's in some of the secondary stuff and obviously they have little sit arounds, but I need to see more of Ned and more of Flash. <laughs> Flash is gold. <laughs> and the character that they cast as Flash is just perfect, man. Like I absolutely love that they that they cast him as they did, rather than some basic Captain America lookalike. You know, like I I I like the way that they're sort of I don't diversity is not a bad word, but I like the way that they're the diversifying these characters by going after actors that can deliver what the character is about rather than what the character looked like. Give me somebody who understands the form and function of the character over somebody who looks exactly like that character any day of the week. Yeah. I'm just looking at, uh, uh, cause you, you, you jogged my memory about something about, um, far from home. And that, and that is that, uh, the, the array of villains that are going to be in that film besides Mysterio. Who else yeah. do you, you well, know? Go on, go on. They're going to have Hydro Man. I believe they're going to have Molten Man, and they're going to be called Elementals in this. Um, right. <clears throat> I don't know if we're going to get Sandman. That would be great. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, it, it appears to me, from what I can tell, and this would be straight from the comics, so I don't feel like I'm telling people anything that they wouldn't know. <clears throat> it appears that Mysterio's gonna make play as a good guy and, right. and then do the classic Marvel double switch at the end. Like mm-hmm. like we saw with which I have to say, I'm kinda getting bored of. Okay. Like, I get it. It's a it's it's a plot device, but how many times have Marvel used it now? They did it in Iron Man with Obadiah Stane. Um, yep. They did it in in Spider Man. They did it in in I, 
I mean, I, I don't understand it. I, it's, it's cool, but it, there comes a point where I think Marvel would be better served by, by not being like, Hey, this guy, like nobody is going to believe that Mysterio is a good guy. And this is my problem with it. Like it's great when you introduce it to the comics because that's the first time it's happening. People have literally no idea, but Mysterio's now been in the, I like that Marvel is staying true to the comics, but I would like a little deviation. Give give yeah. me give me something different. Mm. Yeah. Well, this this sort of segues into my next question. So clearly, with you know, obviously we've had the Vulture and uh, we've got Mysterio in this one, and it looks like they're lining up like with these elementals, like for a few of the other or a couple of the other past sort of spidey villains. But how do you think they're going to do the Sinister Six? When do you think they're going to, like, obviously that's where it's headed. And there's talk that in this film we might see Chameleon as well, um, who obviously plays into into the Sinister Six. But how do you, at what point do you think we're going to see all six of those villains on screen in a Spider-Man film, do you think it'd be in the next one or after that? I think that they're going to drag it out a little bit more. I think what you're going to start looking at with Marvel is stories that are, are, are individually contained within the arcs, but that hit. Okay. You know how Thor Ragnarok was basically planet Hulk. Yeah. I think we're going to get more stuff like that moving forward. So Spider-Man is obviously now part of the Avengers. He's going to be part of that world. But I do think that there will be one more setup movie before we get a Spider-Man Sinister Six film, because I think that Sony still has some work to do if they want to introduce all of those characters and not rush it. Let's just say that we have Mysterio and Chameleon in this. You still need four other people. Well, we've already had... We've already had the vulture. I, I neglected to mention that little bit of the scorpion. Um, Matt Gargan, the, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's sort of, you know, you saw him in the extra scene at the end of that film. Obviously, that's where that's headed as well. You know what I mean? Um, so that's that's four. That's four. Like, the, obviously, the Sinister Six has had different sort of uh, – <laughs> What's the word I'm looking for? Different lineups over the years as well. But the core, the core of it is Vulture, Mysterio, uh, Dr. Octopus as well, wasn't he? Yep. Doc yep. Ock is one of the central big ones. Uh, lizard, I believe, lizard. and Rhino. Yes. The lizard. I forgot the lizard. I would substitute the Rhino for the lizard. I kind of think the lizard is lame. Yeah. Yeah, they tried. They tried to do him in the previous Spider-Man films. It didn't really pan out, did it? Like they always sort of alluded to it. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see when they do Doc Ock again. Yeah, well, who would you cast as Doc Ock? Hmm. If you could. I think the original casting of um, Alfred Molina. Yeah, it was good. But you know who I think would be good? Javier Bardem. Okay. Yeah. I can see it. 
I can see it. Yeah. I think you kind of need a nerdy mm, Mark Ruffalo type. Uh, okay. uh, because no, no, no. I, I think Javier Bardem is fine. I'm, I'm thinking you need somebody nerdy because Doc Ock is. I mean, first and foremost, he's a scientist. <clears throat> so you've got to have somebody that at least fundamentally could pass as a scientist. Um, yeah. And that's more to do with writing than casting because there's no look that a scientist mm. is, you know, I mean, scientists are people they come in all different shapes and sizes, but, but you have to have somebody that can pass as that, but he has yeah. to be loose. He has to be, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Unhinged has to yeah. be a bit unhinged. Okay. How about Elton John then? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, man, if David Bowie were still alive, Huh. Yeah, that that could have worked. That definitely. All right, Pete. Yeah, look. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see what they realize for the Spider-Man films. So far, <laughs> like Michael Keaton and Vulture was great. Um, all the kids in the, in that first film, were great. I think the element of humor is great. Tom Holland is brilliant. Uh, I really dig that film. That's fast. That's just rapidly risen up my favorite into my list of my favorite MCU films. It's Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because I'm on the opposite side of that. I'm on the opposite side of that. Really? Yeah. It's not one of my favorite films. It's just not. I, again, I think they use too much from the various different, um, from the various different Spider-Men that exist uh, in, in, in the Spideyverse, they, they hodgepodged it all to create a Peter Parker that doesn't quite exist in the comics. It's, it's, I mean, you already, they introduced Donald Glover, who's the Prowler, which, you know, Miles Morales, uncle. And, and, and that's not to say that the Prowler wasn't a Spider-Man villain, but then you've got Ned who's basically gank. He's gank. You know, that's Miles Morales's best friend. They've they've substituted him in. Um, and, and I I kind of just had problems with the pacing of it. I thought I thought it was a bit weird. I thought the whole I liked Iron Man being his 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 mentor. But at yep. the same time, I don't think Iron Man mentored him for shit. <laughs> like, what did he do? Yeah. Somebody, somebody needs to tell me what Iron Man actually did other than just give him equipment. Which, yeah, don't get me wrong. Me. I mean, <laughs> who's going to complain about having a Spidey suit like that? Um, but but uh, yeah, I don't know. It just, it didn't, I, maybe I just need to watch it more. And you know, you know what, what really bugs me about the film? And it's not, it's not that it bugs me in the sense of like, I hate it. It's something mm-hmm. I have this fear of, of, of dying in a intensely compact space. Mm-hmm. And when Peter is crushed underneath all of those rocks trying yep. to get out and he can't like that gives me anxiety. Okay. (laughs) It gives me the world's greatest anxiety. I'm like, get out, dude. That's you don't want to die there. (laughs) I just turned into a bubbling mess. 
it, it's 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 well worth watching again. Like I. I think it hit the mark more for well, me. Well, I mean, I entered myself in the $1,000 contest, so hopefully I win. <laughs> but that bastard Nem put in his uh, video thing. But I, I'm, I am going to top him um, by uh, doing my video and showing off my sleeve. He's got his Guinness Book of World Records. I've got how many hours in a tattoo chair? Way more. A lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got at least uh, 150, 200 hours into this arm. Mm. I think that I think that's just as um, that's just as lovely as getting a Guinness Book of World Records. It is. It is. It is lovely. Jack. Just quickly going back to the where we started at uh, before we yeah. went off on the super tangent highway with the posters. The other one I was going to say to you that, well, there's two. One one that shows that Pepper Potts is still alive. Cool. Yep. But the other one that was interesting was um, uh, the poster for Valkyrie. Mm. It, sh- it shows her as still being uh, present, so to speak. So clearly she survived uh, what happened on the ship at the start of Infinity War, or she wasn't there. Um, so it looks like she's going to be a factor in this next one. Yeah, I'm 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 actually hoping that that's the case because that's another character that I I should have mentioned that I would love to see more of. Uh, I'm actually kind of glad they got. What's up? They wouldn't make a poster for her if she wasn't wasn't to be presented in the film. You wouldn't think, but mm. but Mar- Marvel's been the master of the misdirection. Remember. There's still a uh, shot um, of Bruce Banner, remember, standing around with, like, the the Hulk arm on just a platform. Do you remember that picture that I'm talking about? Uh, vaguely, I think. <laughs> it, it, was, it was for the first, it was for the, uh, for um, Infinity War, but it was in the, uh, in the trailer for it, you see Bruce just kind of standing there holding his glasses and to the right of him, there's a, a little platform and it's got the, the Hulk buster arm broken off sitting there. And that was in the trailer, but you never saw that shot in the film ever. In fact, there was nothing even remotely close to that shot in the film, not even a setting that, that 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 apparently the rumor was that Hulk was supposed to bust out of the Hulkbuster armor, uh, yeah. but they opted to save the Hulk for this film, which I have mm. no real problem with. So well, there you go. Yeah, it, it's um, you're right. It could be misdirection, but that would also like they run the risk of pissing a lot of people off by doing that. Cause that character has a fair, fairly decent sort of amount of support from the fans, from what I can tell from, well, from yeah, just from, just off the strength of that, of that film alone of, of uh, the Ragnarok film. And it doesn't hurt that Tessa Thompson and, and Chris Hemsworth have basically become like, they're, they're not a couple, but, but, they're a power couple in terms of film. Like they, you know, the men in black international edition, those two just have chemistry. It's, it's, I, I, you could, you could literally 
give me any movie with Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth in it, and I'd watch it. Yeah, she's she's a force. She's she's a good actress, very good actress. Well, um, and yeah, that's pretty much it on that front, man. Uh, before, before we close out, is there anything else? Well, I am excited for something is non Marvel related, and we haven't really spoken about this, but I did I did uh, mention it to you briefly, and that is the return of a classic. TV series, and that return starts tonight, and that is The Twilight Zone. Ah, yes. I I promised you we would talk about this. I have CBS All Access. Jordan Peele, man. um, Has anybody had in in Hollywood a bigger rise that that is not doing MCU uh, related things? I mean, is is there anybody who should? Because I mean, he went from Key and Peel to being considered one of Hollywood's premier directors and filmmakers in such a short amount of time. And and his films just resonate with so many people. And um, I don't know if you saw uh, the Us movie um, or not. I don't. I don't. I don't know if you got around to it. I'm yet um, to see it. I really, really want to see it. I, I just watched Get Out um, yet again, uh, just the day. It's and, funny uh, because Jordan Peele made this because he felt like people, he wanted Get Out to be a horror movie, and he felt like the reception was it was like, it was great. Obviously, it was hugely positive, but it wasn't the horror film that 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 Jordan was hoping people were going to see it as. So he just he went out and out and is like, I'm going to make a straight out horror film now. Like there, people aren't going to be able to confuse this. And that's, yeah, exactly. and that's why he made us. Yeah, I think Get Out's more of a thriller just in terms of the structure and the pacing and whatnot. It does have some some graphic moments, but. Yeah, this this next one, us, which I'm yet to see from, and I've deliberately avoided a lot of a lot of talk because I don't want it spoiled for me. But um, it looks like straight, like you just said, a straight up horror film. Yeah, it uh, and, and it stars Winston Duke as well. It does, and Lupita Nyong'o. Yes, two two uh, two Marvel <coughs> mainstays. Yeah, you can't go wrong. My, <laughs> I'm sorry, Husky. Yeah, no, I, uh, man, like I said, I, 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 I think Jordan Peele is one of those dudes that is that he's <clears throat> he's gonna have a healthy collection of awards by the time he's done in Hollywood. Yeah, well, at the moment he can do no wrong. No. Uh, and, and have you seen the cast for the the new series, the Twilight Zone series? Yeah, yeah, I have, man, and it's insane. It's yeah. I am really looking forward to the relaunch of this. Truly, am. Isn't is tonight's the um? Is tonight, tonight's going to be the dude on the plane? I, I I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. Um, I once again, I haven't really looked into the the slated uh, episode run, but um. I've seen the trailer a couple of times and I've, I've looked at the cast and for everyone from like Seth Rogen to Zazie Beats to Steven Yeun 
um, from from The Walking Dead. Um, John Cho's in it. Yep. Uh, who else is? Um, I can't young, look anything up. So young kid from. Oh, he's not. He's not even a kid. Um, the dude from. Uh, uh, what's that show? John Singleton's show, Snowfall. Have you ever watched that? No, I haven't. You know, actually, a show that that I am going to try and get into that I haven't um, is uh, Killing Eve. Okay. I, I I think that's the next show that I'm going to try and get into. Like, the Sandra O oh craze caught up with me, and I was like, what is this Killing Eve? And I looked into it, and I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to do this. So we will see how Killing Eve goes. But but getting back to um, <clears throat> getting back to Twilight Zone before we before we get out of here, man, I'll tell you what. I think that this series is going to end up with a ridiculous number of Emmys. Uh, yeah, look, it's wouldn't be surprised. That's that's my prediction for for the twilight zone is that it's going to haul in Fraser style Emmys. Wow. I think it will. Anytime you have a strong cast like that, plus Jordan Peele's writing plus his creative direction. I, I think it's just bound for good things. I need to cut you off. Michigan state just upset. I know. I know. Wow. I know. One oh, well. damn point. Looks like uh, looks like Zion will be in the NBA shortly. Then, yeah, it happens. Mm. I kind of figured Michigan State were going to win, but it is what it is. Now I can stop watching the tournament because I don't care who wins the national title. I don't give a shit about any of these teams. One point. One point and- three. Yeah, one point. One point, man. And and Duke had the lead coming in late. It pisses me off. Ah Well, if it makes oh. you feel any better if it makes you feel any better, hopefully Zion will be a Chicago Bull when the draft rolls around. Uh, would that make me feel better? I don't watch the NBA. <laughs> It'd make you feel better because it would make me feel amazing. Okay, f- fair enough, fair enough. And I want I, I want my friends to succeed. So here's yeah. to hoping that the Bulls somehow wind up with Zion and uh and uh Barrett. Mm-hmm. And they end up with both. Oof. I think that would be a uh, a very, very highly unlikely, but it would be amazing. But it's only eighty more one day. Uh, sorry, eighty-one more days until the uh, the draft. So it will be upon us before we know it. Well, the last thing I'm going to say before we get out of here is, uh, mm. where are you coming down on Little Nas X? I really like that song. Right? I've been it's, listening to it all day. It is catchy as fuck. <laughs> it is. It's so good. He. I like I have no in the amazing thing about that kid is he dropped out of school to complete this album and it just about exhausted his sister's grace when he finally finished the song. And now the kid can write his own ticket, man. Uh, I, I kind of feel bad that Billboard screwed him, though. Like, yeah. what do you mean? That's not a country song. Yeah, that was that was rubbish. That seems like they were just moving the goalposts. 
Yeah, it's like, it's like, well, he's black, so it's rap. <laughs> I yeah. guess, dude. <clears throat> I mean, the songs. Do you need to go outside, bud? Okay, hold on. Uh, yeah, I saw an interesting tweet about him earlier, and it, and it's in line with what we're saying. And I just I just searched it, and I'll read it out to you. And the gentleman, his name's. Uh, I'll give you his out his handle. It's at I am Shane Morris, and it reads like this: Little Nas X is no different than Ray Charles in 1962. He's taking country sounds that already exist and making them better. Ray Charles, a black man, re-recorded "I Can't Stop Loving You," and it went to number one on the pop charts. So you know, when you look at it like that, you know, this this little Nas X man, you know, he's just. He's just doing what a lot of people have always done with hip hop, and that is take something and flip it. You know what I mean? Like, what? You know, it's it's to be applauded. You know what I mean? It is and to it, be and applauded. And I, I don't know how, how you can't like that song anyway, dude. It's catchy as hell. Plus, the music video is Red Dead Redemption too. Yeah. <laughs> Which is great. I'm 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 wondering how he pulled that off. Like, did he contact him and be like, ah, guess what I'm going to do, guys? I don't think they care. Like, Rockstar doesn't strike me as the type of people who who would hate this. In fact, I think they would embrace this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I expect I expect for this to be on a future Rockstar uh, game, that song. 100%. 100%. Yeah. It, I wouldn't be shocked if it's in the next GTA. 100%. Yeah. Dude, we need a new GTA, man. I'm getting, I'm getting anxious. We ever, do we ever? I, I haven't Red Dead Redemption two yet, but I still would love another GTA. I gave up on it, man. It, it's just it, it, it requires too much actual work. Like Red Dead. Yeah, like you got me moving grain sacks. What? Like, <laughs> that doesn't last for long, though. Like you should really stick with it, man. Like I. I've been trying for a hundred percent completion and I'm not going to get, I'm, I'm going to get close, but I'm not going to get it done because I've, I screwed up a couple of things, but, um, you can just go back yeah. and redo the level. Yeah, I could, but I don't like to do that. Like I'm, I do. I, when I'm trying to hundred percent it, I will go back and play the levels over. I 100%ed the hell out of GTA five. Oh, did you really? Oh, I did. Nice work, man. I 100%ed GTA 5 at the same time I was 100%ing um, uh, Black Flag, Assassin's well, Creed Black Flag. Black Flag was great. I didn't finish that yet. I've, oh, I, oh actually, God. I actually might bring both of those back up. I might go back and restart GTA 5 because I, I haven't I, played that since I finished uh, it. So I'm thinking I've, I've got gta 4 on my shelf that i never finished um and i've got the bonus edition with the lost and the damned and the ballad of gay tony i'm yeah. thinking about i'm thinking about finishing liberty city uh or gta 4 and then doing a restart of gta and potentially uh, taking myself into gta online for the first time oof that's a world that i will not ever step in <laughs> I don't do online gaming. I just got no time for it. Yeah, but, I uh, don't typically either. But, you know, that seems like if if you can get left alone in GTA, 
and 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 you know just sort of bebop around and do the missions like online presents like who doesn't want a never-ending gta game yeah yeah i'm just not there for all the bullshit that comes with it like you know i don't need it i don't want to have to listen to people banging on through headsets i don't want to have to team up with other people who then might you know turn around and shoot you yeah, exactly, man. And it's just all the bullshit and shenanigans that go with it. it. Just doesn't do it for me. I'm old school, man. I come from the era of playing against the computer and trying to beat it, and that's good enough for me. Amen, man. Yeah. Amen. But different, different strikes for different folks. Indeed. Well, we have been rat prattling on long enough. We caught this about one hour. So, um, you know, any last words before? <laughs> You, you 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 got anything going on this week? Hey, by the way, I meant to ask you, whatever happened with your wife? Well, she's still my wife. Um, I know that I was ta- I was talking about the uh, the hair ca- the hair contest. Unfortunately, uh, she didn't garner a place um, in because uh, there there was two award categories uh, just to to bring people back up to speed for. Anyone who is a new listener, my wife is a hairdresser and she was competing in a hair competition, which was kind of a big deal. Anyway, so uh, she made it to the top 15 in the country, which was very cool. But uh, sadly, she didn't um, she didn't uh, get the W. But well, uh, she got a lot out of the experience and uh, been networking and got her name out there and the salon that she works for as well. So she can go back again uh, – next year and give it another crack and hopefully uh bring home the uh bring home the bacon so to speak yeah yeah well i never followed up on that so i did want to ask um next next year she'll crush the competition we'll make sure of it if we have to kneecap them ourselves um (laughs) but uh go up there and do a tonya harding on stage (laughs) <laughs> Can you imagine, man? That's still the wildest thing in sports, man. I I just like <laughs> I'm gonna take this chick's kneecap out because I want my girlfriend to to play. Oh my goodness, dude! Like, what the hell? <laughs> Times in the ice skating world, <laughs> uh, dude. Right? It's the most unassuming thing to ever happen. Like, nobody in ice skating ever figured there'd be a pipe in a knee. Mm, yeah. Didn't say that one coming. (laughs) But um, yeah, we'll be back next week with a new podcast, new topics. Uh, We're likely going to be talking a lot about Endgame uh, up until. And I know Adam and I will be going to the showings. um, So there will be a review of Endgame after it comes out. For those of you who don't know, tickets go on sale on Tuesday, April 2nd at 8 a.m. your local time. This is me telling you something. Tuesday, April 2nd, 8 a.m. local time for you. You will be able to pick up your tickets to Endgame, finally. Um, so, uh, I will be I will be swooping up on mine on Tuesday morning like a champion. Uh, are you going to go to the uh, uh, premiere showing, or are you going to go catch it uh, another I'm day? Absolutely going to see it on opening day. Like it's not up for debate. This is happening. Not up. I, I I can't let anybody ruin it for me. I just can't. I can't. I can't. I won't risk it. 
So, uh, as always, we want to thank producer Scott. Scotty, man, you are our uh, you are our lifeline. You are our technical wizard. Good job, uh, guys. If uh, if you would like, um, if if excuse me, if you run a podcast, Scotty is still looking for some clients, uh, taking on shows up to about an hour. Um, you can get in touch with him through us. Or you can go to his website, vhsmaster.com, and there should be a connect form that will let you get a hold of Scott. And while that's typically for VHS, I don't think he'd care if you reached out to him to pay him for something else. Just a suspicion. Just a suspicion. Um, As for us, uh, you can find us on Twitter at FightOnTwist or at H-O-W-S-I-T-O, no E, How. Zito. Um, and uh, Scotty's on Twitter if you want to follow him, but he never tweets. He, he quit on us. I've started, tw- I've started tweeting more, but yeah, I don't use it that much. Yeah. But um, yeah, so that'll do it for this episode of Third and Nerd. I want to thank, uh, thank you guys for hanging in there, listening to us, and we will be back next week with an all new show. So thanks, guys, and we are out of here.